I'm Daisy. And I'm Terry. And this is the Monday Monday Mindset Mindset Podcast, Podcast. where we share things of interest to us and hopefully to you. So let's get started with episode number 120. And this week, it's Terry's turn to share something that she's been listening to. Terry, what have you got for us today? Well, Daisy, I went to a person that I really like and listening to her talks and went to her podcast. It is Marissa Peer's podcast called Master Your Mind with Marissa Peer. And the guest on this episode is someone named Coot Blackson. Good name. I'm not really very familiar with him. I've heard him on a few things, but I wanted to go back and learn a little bit more. And what I learned about him is that he is a well-renowned spiritual leader, social media kind of guru, currently lives in the U.S. and is highly sought after by businesses and major companies who want to work on kind of redefining success and helping individual growth. But he grew up in West Africa and his mother is Japanese and his father is from Ghana. And his father was a very prominent spiritual leader and he was kind of groomed to follow in his father's footsteps, but instead decided to come to the U.S. Mm -hmm. and do what he does. So he's written two books. The first one is called You Are the One. And the second book, which he's talking about here with Marissa Peer, is called The Magic of Surrender. And I found one of the stories they talked about pretty interesting, and it's something that he is hired to do. He creates these experiences for people called liberation experience where he travels with them across India for 14 days with one change of clothing. Wow. And as he talked about it, there might be three days where they hardly sleep, and then they're in the train station in the poorest city in you know, a particular part of India. So it is just this very transformational experience. So and stinky. If you're interested, <laughs> if you're interested, I'm sure you and I could afford one together. So... The episode is about surrender. And I know for some of us, surrender is a complicated word. And Marissa Peer kind of starts out this way. And she basically says, why is surrender so difficult for us? If it's supposed to be so necessary and so good, why is it so difficult? He then started to talk about the idea that many of us have a perception that to surrender is a sign of weakness. Mm. It's being passive It's abdicating our power or abdicating our responsibility. It's lazy. It's just not not doing anything. And he says, really, this is not what he means by surrender. He sees it really as a letting go of control or the idea or illusion of having control, letting go of our limited views of how life should be, and instead moving into what is and what can be. So truly the way he talks about it, it's the willingness to be open to ourselves, to be more available and to fully accept and embrace the possibilities. Mm. So one of the things I'm aware of when I listen to an episode like this, I get very into it and I love it, but I realize when I'm going to explain this to Daisy, I'm going to feel like it's slipping through my fingertips. Like Mm. these are words that are 
kind of nebulous and we all already have a kind of definition of them. So I think this is one of those episodes for me. But what he describes based on Marissa's question to him is, yes, surrender feels difficult because we've learned it to be difficult and we tell ourselves it's difficult. But then he goes into describing it's actually the most natural thing that we do. And one of the things he did, I'm not going to, I'm just grabbing something here. Obviously, our listeners can't see us on the video, but you can. I'm holding an avocado. Now, I'm not going to do what he did with this, except I'm going to just put my hand down here. And he said, what's actually harder is to hold on to things. So for me to hold this up here is harder than for me to surrender, to let it go. Mm. It takes more effort, more work, more energy to hold it here. Mm -hmm. But we've been conditioned to think letting go is, again, weak, giving up, that it's it's all kind of um, got negative connotations to it. So that was the first thing he tried to kind of get across is that surrender is actually a very natural part of an easy part. We are meant to be able to surrender, to let go of things. It reminds me so much of Brene Brown's insistence on the importance of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and the difference. It just reminds me of that switch of perspective. Mm -hmm. You know, being vulnerable is the same kind of um, a different perspective of that slight skew Mm -hmm. of weakness of being vulnerable where she sees it more from the strength perspective. Mm -hmm. It's that similar you know, subtle but pretty seismic shift in perspective that brings a whole different slant to a concept, doesn't it? Absolutely. And he said, basically, it's harder to hold so tightly to our ego and to the image of ourselves that is often based on old messaging and is often, for most of us, based on what we think other people need us and want us to be. Mm. That it's not always our true self image that we're holding so tightly to, but this perceived who I need to be in this world. And if you think about that, why is it hard to surrender that? Because that has served a purpose for us. It has felt like protection. It's like a cloak we wear that protects us. Because if I believe I need to be this in order to be accepted in my family or to be successful in my community, letting go of that is is complicated. And who is it we talked about who we got into this going through so many different ways? It's not only what other people think, it's what you think other people think. Absolutely. <laughs> and it gets so twisted and so far away from actually what it is never mind the what other people are thinking it you know you just go down this endless who Mm -hmm. thinks i think what they might think (laughs) and perception you can understand this is at our core a safety issue for us Mm. and you and i've talked about that and from other episodes where if you go back into even more primitive generations if I was left out of my tribe or my group, I risked pretty soon dying, not making it. Mm. So I needed to be what I thought they wanted me to be. Mm. I needed to follow expectations, whether they were explicitly stated or I perceived them so that I would survive. 
So it makes sense why we do this, Mm. why we hold on so tightly, and why we've learned that surrendering is too complicated to do. One of his big concepts, I I listened to some other things from him also, um, but one of his big concepts is kind of trusting the universe, knowing that the universe has your back. And oftentimes when we're disappointed or disillusioned in a specific event, we often don't recognize there's a reason why it's happening this way. And actually it's because the universe or whatever belief you hold to this um, is setting it up this way for something else. There's a bigger meaning coming from this. And Marissa was still kind of hung up on the surrender thing. And she said, well, what about fighting back? What about people who just want to fight back and don't want to surrender? And she said, so for example, with a diagnosis of a terminal illness or something, and he got very animated at this part in the conversation. And he said, absolutely fight back. But that also is a form of surrender. I'm giving up what my life is supposed to be and who I'm supposed to be and how I'm supposed to do this. And I am going to throw everything at this disease. Uh, interesting. Yeah. You see, it's just subtle shifts. Yeah. So, he, yeah. so again, kind of highlighting this doesn't mean giving up and giving mm. into the diagnosis. It means surrendering to I'm going in this full steam ahead. In fact, that's a good illustration of her attaching those previous held misconceptions mm-hmm. of what surrender means Absolutely. to what he's talking about. That surrender. it means giving up. It means yeah. defeat. Yeah, 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 yeah. He used an example that about four years ago, maybe at the, I'm not sure when this was recorded, but I think it was recently his mom was diagnosed with a terminal form of cancer and she was living in London at the time. And so he started flying back and forth. He's in LA in the U S and he went back and forth. And in his mind, he was doing this to save her. He was going to give her green juices. He was going to do this for her. He was going to make sure she was doing this. He was basically going to save her. And at some point in one of his visits, he really recognized that she was dying. He could see it in her that she was dying. And he had to surrender, you know, and let her go. But it didn't mean he wasn't still doing things to help her and to Mm -hmm. ease this journey and help her embrace it fully. He goes into a little bit of a story about it that, you know, he says, I know this sounds kind of woo-woo, but basically I asked her right near the end, is there anything that I can do to help? Is there anything you need? And she said, I don't need anything. I know what the universe or God or whatever she said has in store for me right now. And I'm, I'm fully accepting that. And I, I just, that's all I need. I just need to follow what is in this path for me. So he restated that surrender does not mean giving up, but instead it means giving 100% to something then allows the final act of surrender to happen much more easily. He said, when I've been in romantic relationships and I know that I've given a hundred percent, when they didn't work, I could surrender because I had done everything necessary. But I still went through pain and suffering because it ended, Mm -hmm. but I could surrender because I had already given a hundred percent. So just to clarify for anyone who still hears it that way, Surrender does not mean that you don't work hard for something or, or 
um, keep working on it. He said, it's about not remaining so attached to the outcome that you want that you can't move forward. And sometimes that means accepting the outcome that is coming and that is happening rather than, no, this is the outcome I will make happen. Yes, it comes back to that. Yeah, surrendering to that rather than, and with that image that people couldn't see but could hear you explaining takes more energy and it's more difficult to hold on to something so tightly than actually to let go and surrender to Mm -hmm. the new thing that's coming. Now, you and I have described this about some other episodes that we've wanted to share with people that we get very excited when we're listening because it sounds like there's going to be five easy steps or here's how you do it. And by the time you finish listening, you're like, okay, but wait a minute, how am I supposed to do that now? And I definitely think this is one of those episodes where what I walked away from more was with the definition of it Mm. and the mindset about it rather than how to do it. It's the kind of thing that will um, percolate in your mind. It's Mm -hmm. just an interesting concept that sort of filters down through and, yeah, has an effect in some like you were saying earlier, it's slippery to hold on to, but it's not, mm-hmm. uh, right, this is the step you take. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I went back and listened to some other things and I found another episode or another interview that he was doing. And I think in that one, he described some of it in more depth. And I also listened to some of his own YouTube videos and things. He talked about surrender does not just mean acceptance, So he used an example if you have a big event planned or something happening and you're outside and suddenly it starts pouring down rain. You kind of have to accept it that it's raining. As a Brit, I'm very familiar with this scenario. (laughs) (laughs) In San Diego, this is not a concept I can relate to anymore. but, But it's that idea that I understand that it's raining. Physically, I can see it and it's, I'm getting wet and everything, but I may still really be resisting it. I may be trying to figure out how I'm going to dodge the rain. I may be figuring out how I'm going to outsmart it and still get my event in or whatever. And he said, really, surrender means you fully go into it because for some reason it's raining right now. It's like that's what it's supposed to be. And there's something about that that is part of this experience. So it's not only acceptance, but it's fully going into it. And he said, between acceptance and surrender, for most of us, the challenge is there is grieving. Because letting go of a belief, an expectation, a want, whatever it is, requires some grieving. Mm. There's some emotion involved in that. And it quickly made me think of talking about these kind of concepts with people in the fasting method community. So people have said, look, I've decided I'm going to start fasting more often. I'm going to start eating this way. Or when you and I were working with the two keto dudes or in your podcast with ketogenic eating, a lot of people accept I'm going to do this way of eating, but to fully surrender to it, you have to embrace the grieving. Mm -hmm. So for example, if one of my favorite foods is brownies, I may have to surrender. I may have to accept in the surrender that brownies are no longer really going to be a food in my repertoire. 
And so there's some grieving involved. And most of us don't want to go through the grieving. We stuff it down or we avoid the surrender because of the grieving that will be involved. And to me, when he said that, that was so powerful because that made sense to me of, well, if surrender is so easy, we should all just be doing it Mm. naturally all the time. (laughs) This is the part that makes it so complicated. Obviously, in his example with his mom's diagnosis and eventual death, to fully surrender to that meant he had to grieve. He had to accept she is dying Mm. and I can be here. I can be involved. And then he also, about that specific event in his life, he said, going into it, I thought this is going to be the worst year of my life. And certainly there were very difficult things during the year, but he said, as I look back on it now, it was one of the best years of my life. That opened me up to opportunities and experiences and conversations with her that I would not have had, Mm. had I not surrendered to what was happening. Yeah, I think that's a really interesting point to come around to at the end of what you're saying of trying to find a way for us to really get it, to really grasp it and to really understand that this is an active and probably quite difficult process that takes commitment this is not Mm -hmm. weakness you are going to need strength for this vulnerability going back to last week you're going to need courage Mm -hmm. but as you say and as people like Nadia likes to say as Terry says (laughs) we can do hard things but it's hard and yeah I think It's all about giving somebody an example that they get. Mm -hmm. And a lot of our listeners are going to get the, that resistance, that natural resistance to changing your way of eating or changing the times at which you eat and the resistance, the difficult bit is the loss of something. And we talk, don't we, about that. Try not to focus on the things you're giving up. Try Mm -hmm. to focus on the things that you can have. But of course, we always think about, but what about the bread? What about Mm -hmm. the potatoes? What about the this? What about the that? And and, and I don't know if I can say I'm never going to have this again. Or, you know, and it it's such human nature to focus on the loss, to think about the grieving process. And nobody likes to grieve anything, whether it's the loss of bread or whether it's the loss of a loved one. And I'm not comparing the two. But you get my point. It's a difficult process that we would all like to avoid. Which again, I think is why we struggle so much with surrendering because we know Mm. the grief will be a part of that. And so he could have denied the reality that his mom was dying and felt like he was just fighting it to save her until the end. But he would have missed out on so much of the beauty of that last year experience with her if he were pushing outside of what her surrender meant and how they could go through that together. Yeah, and instead he can look back on that time with the precious interactions that they had because Mm -hmm. he was able to do it. Mm -hmm. I want to share one more story from this episode, and I don't think it really has much to do with this book, maybe a little bit more to do with his other book, but 
he obviously he's very much into people's transformational experiences and evolving as people and coming to know themselves differently and experience things differently. And he took someone on one of these journeys who was an avid, I don't even know what the right word is, but animal hunter, you know, big game hunter. But unfortunately, this person didn't even have the, this is sport, this is conquest. You know, he actually had quite a sadistic bent about killing animals and how rewarding that was for him. So he took him on this experience. And while they were in this particular place in India, this cow attacked the guy quite violently. Oh, don't go touching cows in India. (laughs) (laughs) You're getting a lot of trouble. And he could... Coot could watch the man's experience as he was going through this, the recognition of the suffering, Mm -hmm. the fear of being at the hands of something that is harming you or, you know, hunting you. Mm -hmm. And then after somehow that stopped and he was, the guy was okay. But then another cow came up to him and like put his head up to the guy, like just kind of resting into him, kind of like, you're okay. And it was gentle. And he just got to watch the transformation in this guy, this recognition of the lack of respect he had had for animals and the power that he was wielding over them and having to face it from the other side. Mm. So I I just kind of enjoyed listening to that story. Mm. And that these are the kind of transformations that he helps people to have. And I'm sure at some level that man had to kind of surrender. <laughs> I'm, I'm being tossed around by this cow and surrender to the maybe the relationship, the balance between nature and human. So that was just one of my favorite little pieces of this interview that they did that was not as specific to the actual theme. Well, he sounds like a really interesting guy. Definitely is. And I now know there's another full interview that I want to listen to because I think he goes into some more detail about surrender. So maybe I'll have to do a follow-up episode when I have even more sense of how to kind of encourage people to go through the process of surrender. But it was it was an interesting episode. And I think I would like his first book too, You Are the One. He talks very much about self-love and that we often seek so much approval from others and that we're trying to fill ourselves up from outside and that the more we fill ourselves up from inside, the less we need the outside, you know, someone Mm. filling us up from outside. So the old cliche, you know, loving yourself enough so that you're not seeking that from other people. That sounds very much in alignment with a lot of things you say. Yeah. 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 So I hope everyone might even just listen to one little YouTube of his and just feel inspired by this approach that he has, whether it's about surrender or self-love, but definitely a positive person. But I'll be really clear, not just toxic positivity. He's actually not in favor of that. So um, I think we all have a lot we can learn from him. Yes, definitely. Well, I know you you started by saying it was a very sort of nebulous and slippery concept to grab hold of, but it's 
It's definitely grabbed hold of me enough and sparked interest that, yes, that's exactly what I want to do is get on YouTube, get on Google and go and watch and listen to him a bit more because he sounds very interesting. And I've been very interested to listen to what you have to say about it. So thank you very much. Great. Well, until next time, when it will be my time to share, I hope you have a very wonderful week. You too. Take good care, everybody. Bye-bye. And today it 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 is an exceedingly loud cat. Can you go away? It's not no, it's not dinner time. I don't know why you're lingering. Go away. Go away. Go away. Great big lump. There's probably food there anyway. It's what cats are like. It's like, can you give me some more biscuits? Because the biscuits that are in the bowl aren't like quite fresh enough or whatever.